This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Get up, get up, get up. This is the Get Up Show. You didn't ask where the mouse was. Don't worry about it. All right, it's podcast 21. Go. Stop looking for the mouse. Here we go. It's podcast number 21. We're now legal. 21. Yay. Drinks for everyone. Drunk. Lucky number 21. Welcome to the Simon Says Podcast. Be sure to like it and share it. And as we requested on our radio show, after you listen to it, go ahead and re-download it several hundred times so that we can meet our quota and continue to bring these to you. Yeah, yeah. Help, help get the word out. Tell your friends. Say, hey, have you ever listened to a podcast? This one is the bomb. Eh, don't set them up too high, man. <laughs> right, that's a kind that's of lofty. If you ever listen Goals to podcast, there. this one is a podcast. <laughs> there you go. Okay. okay, so right off the top, Charlie said something shocking that I have to get to right here at the very tippity top of the show. Charlie just said, I have never eaten tapioca. Mm-mm. Not even what? well. No, it's not something that was ever like served in my family, and I, I don't know that I've ever even been around it. I might have had it in pudding at some point in my day, but what? I know for a fact that boba, like all that boba tea, those are giant yes. tapioca pearls, so I know I've had that, and I'm not a fan. You're not really? a fan of the bubble tea? No, it's weird to me, man. I don't want to be oh. drinking something with a straw and have a giant like fish egg shoot up into my mouth. <laughs> I like it. Really? I like chewing my drink like that. But oh. you got to be careful because there was a guy, I think he was in China, who was drinking bubble teas all day, every day, and they ended up having to take a 30-pound mass out of him that was all tapioca. Ew. Yeah, so don't do that. Ease into it. But yeah, we yeah. grew up on that stuff, man. My grandma always had tapioca pudding. And now if anybody says it, I can't get it off my mind. I got to get some. But I know that the pearls themselves generally aren't as big as they are in boba tea. Cause like if you would get right. like a tapioca pudding, it was just little tiny like yeah, like little frog's eggs kind of. What exactly. is it though? It's part of a root. It's and and I thought that they were pearled up like that naturally, but my daughter told me that no, they take tapioca flour from the tapioca root and they make it into those little balls. Can oh, that's on purpose. How tedious <laughs> is that? That's like that guy who made that um, chessboard the size of a piece of rice. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, you you gotta love what you do. Got sitting there hand rolling all those tiny little tapioca balls. <laughs> <laughs> How was your day at work today, honey? Fine, I get a little crampy. I'm rolling all those tiny little yeah. balls. 
I'm going to go oh, out to my that... workshop and roll my home tapioca. Is that what they would, like, you know how they do the brain surgery and you have to do something that you do repetitively? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. person would just have to keep rolling tapioca balls the yeah. whole time. Balls everywhere. Yeah. yeah, man. Hey, go back for a second. Do you know if the guy in China, did it fuse into one big ball or was it a cluster of just the tiny balls? They said it was a mass. I think they, it probably looked just... like a bunch of caviar. Yeah, big oh, ones. Oh, maybe they milked him, <laughs> got his oh, eggs on. out, and then it All became right. a delicacy. Ew. So. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Three minutes in, Maddie hits the brakes. <laughs> so there's a guy who's been on the jogging trails here in Greensboro. Greensboro, once again, making the world news because of a super classy matter. He's out there running around with a shirt and shoes, and that's it. And the lady who reported him the other day said she could see him up the trail, and she thought for a minute she saw butt cheeks. That's what they said on the news. She thought (laughs) she saw butt cheeks. And then the guy turned around and ran back by her the other way, which I imagine was scary, you know. But um, So he's still out there at large or at little. We don't know because he doesn't really say. (laughs) It's cold. Definitely not butt cheeks when he came back the other way. But it got us to thinking about, was he Porky Pigging it? Or Winnie the Pooh in it? Or Donald Duck in it? Okay, so the question then becomes, do you classify the cartoon term by what that character wears? So, what was he wearing again? Shirt and shoes. Then he would be more towards a Winnie the Poohing it. Uh, then Pooh again, ain't got no shoes. No, you're right, and Donald Duck didn't wear shoes either, but Donald Duck had a hat. Porky my Pig poo, wore shoes. My poo oh. had a vest. Uh, you had a fancy poo. Did you know what uh, Winnie the Pooh's grandmother was called? No. Pooh Nani. <laughs> she okay. was not. That, yes, she was. That that That's not what her name is. <laughs> I swear to God. No. All right, All right Christopher Robin, that's inappropriate. Okay, <laughs> so to be Donald Ducking it, do you have to be wearing a sailor shirt? For sure. I think yeah. you have to have a jaunty, <laughs> your jaunty sailor cap. <laughs> And, yeah, fresh off of your glamour shot with no pants. And, hey, you can't see. And spitting at everybody. <laughs> I just think the guy got so used to working at home with no pants, he forgot when You're he went out for his jog. You're sweet to give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> All right, so that, but let's get yeah. let's get back to the cartoon thing because I think the only answer here with a shirt and shoes would be Porky Pig because as you know, Porky Pig would often leave for work wearing a shirt and tie sometimes and shoes with his briefcase and no pants in the world. Now, hold up, because I don't know. I'm looking at a picture of Porky Pig, and I don't know if he is wearing shoes. I think those are his hooves. Yes, but not all the time. He definitely wore shoes when the occasion demanded it. Yeah, because the sign says no shirt, no shoes, no service, but it does not say anything about pants. It does not say pants. (laughs) That is now, weird. if That's the guy had only omission. been wearing a, if the guy had only been wearing a tie, would he have been Yogi bearing it? He'd have to have a collar and a hat to be and fully oh, Yogi bearing it. Yes, He's snagging someone's picnic basket as well. Now, yeah. if he just had a bow tie, he could also just be boo booing it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and Top Cat wore a tie and a hat, but that was it, right? Yeah, I like that. Now, is this one of those things that's going to come back to haunt me in my Google search of? Uh, bottomless cartoon characters. <laughs> and I'm also, yes. I'm real, dang, it's like real risky on my safe search search. You know, like, where is this going to go? 
Yeah. This actually led me to another question. If you look at Daffy Duck, he's got that white ring around his neck. Is that like a collar? Or no, is that it's like a his marking. marking. It's um, a marking. That's just his marking. The Looney Tunes, well, I, w- I guess I can't say that because Porky Pig is a Looney Tune, but Bugs and Daffy were naked. Well, but then yeah. again, Bugs could be wearing any outfit. Unless be Bugs wearing... decided to dress like a lady. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But then also, now I'm looking at Porky Pig, and my question is, why is he wearing a, a nice coat but no shirt? Well, maybe he's going to one of those places where a jacket's required. See? And that... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why why add a human quality to an animal but not give it pants? Like, I guess yeah. I guess that's, that's the adult in me saying, well, you know what's down there where the pants usually <laughs> are. Well, and then, then you've got Goofy over here who has a full-on outfit, pants, shirt, uh-huh. shoes, hat, everything. Yeah, and why they give friend... him modesty? And Pluto, the other dog in that universe, has not one bit of clothing on. Yeah, but right. Pluto actually acts like a dog. Yeah, Goofy well, what's acts goofy? like a Goofy. I don't think we really know. He is but a dog, but some people think he's a cow. <laughs> what? There's an artist out there who has drawn pants. If you're concerned about this enough to do something about it, there's an artist out there who has taken all of our favorite pantsless cartoon characters Including Squidward. Squidward is another one that you don't think about. Yes. But he wears a shirt and no pants. Well, and this SpongeBob this, only wears pants. <laughs> this artist has no. He's got the whole thing on. But he, this artist has taken all of those characters and made matching pants for their jackets and ties, so you can feel better about everything. Oh well, that's nice. I like the I like the idea of making them a little bit more appropriate. I mean, we got to teach our kids right. You know, you can't just walk around with just your jacket and your tie and no pants on. Well, apparently he can. <laughs> well, nah, he'll get caught. That ain't gonna last long. Speaking of teaching your kids right, you guys saw the picture. I took my daughter out driving for the first time, first two times the other day. I'm I'm still I'm shocked because I know that our kid is 13 now, and the thought of him behind the wheel of a car is absolutely terrifying to me. Yeah, I mean, I took the boy driving, and it wasn't that bad, although we're long overdue for another another practice run. But I think, was your daughter, like, super nervous and therefore extra careful? The first time, absolutely, because we went over to big parking lot at the church, and I let her get in the seat, and I gave her the, the talk before she ever put the thing in gear. You only use your right foot. You don't use both feet. Yes, you let off the brake completely, and you don't even have to give it gas every time. And then you give it just a little bit of gas, and then you let your foot off because you're not going to be going fast. And then when you press the brake, you don't stomp on it. You just ease that brake back down because there's no need to stomp on it. So she did great the first time. We were probably doing eight miles an hour around the parking lot over mm-hmm. and over and over. The next day, she was all gung-ho, ready to go driving again, asked me from the time her feet hit the floor, you ready to go driving? We're going to go driving? Let's go see if we go driving. So we rode by the church parking lot, and the dang Boy Scouts were selling their high-dollar popcorn out there. <laughs> I can't go there. I thought, oh, yeah, I'm off the hook. A couple hours go by. She goes, let's go see if they've cleared out of there. So <laughs> I got her back in the driver's seat. I said, you remember everything about yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she started out strong. She did great. She's winding around. We go around and around. We take a right. We go around and around. 
and then we go through. You know how they have that little area, that little covered area where you pull through and you let the old people out to go in church? Sure. Yeah. She went down through there just as a, a different route. I said, go down through here. Now, there's walls on either side, and there's a huge curb. And while that's going on, she decided she was going to discover the gas pedal. Uh, yeah. So she's going, yeah, skirt, skirt. And I go, look, don't don't be getting too cocky about this before I can finish that sentence. <laughs> All four wheels over the curb. Oh, no. Like scraping. No skirting. No skirting allowed. Yeah. <laughs> It was one of those boom, 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 boom. And I'm going, stop the car now. Stop the car now. And, you know, when you have something like that happen and you're not an experienced driver, you go straight into freakout mode and you forget what your feet do. Yeah. So it took a second. She stopped. And uh, I said, okay, now cut the wheel and get back. No, I'm not doing it. Put it in gear, got it out. So she's off of that for a while. But she's 12. So, you know, we can ease back into this. I got to get she's on my, my daughter who's 14. But the problem mm. is, is that I'll have to use my wife's car is the automatic. Oh, she's, she's not using my new car. And but the other one is the standard. And I can't start with the standard. I've got to start no. on automatic. No, but I've got it ready to go for both of them. And that one's going to be fun because it's like I forgot. I remember when my dad was teaching me how to drive a manual transmission. And I for sure, I mean, nonstop stalling, let out the clutch too fast, and you do that, you know, you jerk it. And then I remember clearly one time when we were actually on the road um, coming to a hill stop sign. Oh, those are the worst. Wasn't real big, but, you know, and then someone gets behind you and you freak out because, you know, you don't know how the balance on letting the clutch out and gassing it and whatever. For sure, stalled it, stalled it, started getting that white, hot, flush feeling. <laughs> and so I did the reasonable thing, which was gas it, then pop the clutch and just, go, 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 you know, take off. Wow. Um, which he then that reminds me. That reminds me of the time we used to do the Tate Street Festival every year. And back in the day, it was just Maddie and me who would go do the festival. And we had the truck. The Simon, it was the old Simon van that had the old lady on it. Mm-hmm. And, and Maddie's Jetta at the time, which was a straight shift and he said go back take this back to the station and get the truck and come back and so i'm like oh man this is a straight shift and he's parked on a hill <laughs> and i hadn't driven one in years and it and was you're that a full-blown same, adult yeah but it was that same thing where i was like spinning tires at first and, and shifting gears i was never so happy to get in that crappy old van and drop your car <laughs> off so our cruising lap back home growing up was we went through mcdonald's and leaving mcdonald's you went up a hill and pulled out onto the highway and so i remember numerous people who had stick shift cars who had to go there was also actually a back entrance where then you had to go through a trailer park and stuff to get out of there but a lot of people you could tell who wasn't real good with their stick shift because they had to go uh, out the back way because they couldn't handle that hill it's that's a good change of scenery too though when you got that one route that you're cruising ours used to be from mcdonald's to hardy's and back and then if you really wanted to get crazy you'd go down to the bowling alley Yep, ours was kind of similar. It was McDonald's to Big Lots, and you did that over and over and over again. And then you took a detour down through the park and then came back to McDonald's. And then, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we had a little twist on ours, too. We just drove around the city of Durham 
the, the town of Durham City. What am I saying? The town <laughs> of Durham where it just was kind of a loop. You just go around and there was a store 24 convenience store and we would just hang out in the parking lot. And as I've said before, that's where we would try to get homeless people to buy us beer. And then <laughs> we'd go to the landing and then that's where we'd party. But, you know, it's funny because the whole idea of teaching, you know, teaching my kid, I keep telling them all, like, you got to learn how to drive a manual. And now they're like, why? Yeah, <laughs> really? Why? Because I'm like, well, if there's a problem, you need to be able, you know, say there's a problem somewhere and you need to drive somebody's car. And it's like, no one's going to have a manual transmission. And if anything, they're not going to be able to drive my car if there's a problem. I'm like, well, in that case, well, you call no, me. <laughs> that's not true. Everyone can drive an automatic, but not everyone. Can. I've always said, though, my two rules for life were you need to know how to swim and how to drive a stick shift. And those were like my two things that could save your life. You should know those things. But the stick shift thing, it's getting a little, it's about yeah. to be, be well, completely gone. They're not on cars anymore for the most part. Like Ford, I think Ford has done away with them altogether except for like the Mustang. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the real, like the muscle cars are about the only thing you can get a, a stick in. Yeah. When we finally get our flying cars, they're not going to have a stick shift in them. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's not All the right. same. Maddie, you you had something you had in mind when we were coming into this. Oh, so you know we were talking a while back about uh, and and so like okay, so this weekend um, there's this musician uh, my wife and I like Brandy Carlisle, and she um, started doing these. She'll like play acoustic a whole album, and so she live streams them, and then you you know you can watch at home. So we were talking before about the idea of doing concerts and how would that work, and then we were talking about the Garth Brooks. Th- Garth Brooks thing with the drive-ins. Yeah. I feel like it. we're going to start to see more and more of that with concerts. But one thing I noticed that it does away with is the annoying person that always seems to stand next to me talking during an entire concert. <laughs> yeah, why are you here? <laughs> why did you buy a ticket to sit oh, there and talk? My right. God. It's like never failed that that person, it's, I don't ever get that. Like we go to shows. Like I, I noticed it last time we went to Zach Brown at uh, the amphitheater. I think it was in Raleigh, and we were in the lawn, and it was like this this group of people were just. It's like what what was the point? Why did you spend money on a concert ticket to come? Yeah, and here? concerts are not cheap. No, and then just hang out and get drunk with your friends and talk the whole time. Yeah, right next to you. Yeah, I had that happen at a Nora Jones concert at Wolf Trap. The people sitting right, and that's so quiet, you know. Yes. It's like piano and her. Maybe. The people, people next to us, never stop talking. But then the last concert I went to at an outdoor venue was Counting Crows and Carrie. And the thing there was the people vaping, talking to each other in their vape circle, facing away from the stage. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, so, this vape is so good. This tastes like cherries. What's yours taste like? Uh, corned beef. Uh, try this. <laughs> <laughs> well, so That's then it, new. it was interesting because we were talking about the idea then about you know doing say doing a sports a sporting event and then everybody zooms in and then it broadcasts your audio into the audience kind of thing like. That that's I know some comedians are starting to do concerts like live stand up on Zoom, but like the mics are hot. Which can you imagine? Because you know how dumb people are, and how loud it could be. Like you know, at a comedy show, to not talk in the audience. But if you're just in your living room, like, hey, while you're up, get me another beer. Yeah. Hey. Hey, Lonnie, give me a popsicle. (laughs) Yeah, Lonnie. Lonnie. But and you're in the show. You're part of the show now. 
Because mm-hmm. you notice one thing that I really missed from the couple live streams. Like I watched the Dropkick Murphys do a show live. And I've seen a couple other things. And the weird thing is that lack of crowd noise. And you know that, that that's something they feed off of as a musician. Sure. But how do you do it then where you don't have like, Lonnie getting corned beef? <laughs> Get my corned beef, babe, Lonnie. Huh. Like, is there yeah. a way to do it where you can unmute just at the applause breaks? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I don't think so. Well, you know, it depends on how far they go into it. They could actually run the board, as we say in the business, and only turn those. They could be hot the whole yeah. time, but they only turn them up, you know, when it's when the song is over. But I wonder, though, like I thought about that, those bands who are putting stuff out and the only reaction they get is maybe somebody's comment on the screen there. But I wonder, because the creative process is usually solitary. It's It's just them in a room. So... Is there something great about doing it this way and yet sharing it with people? Or do you think it completely ruins it because there's no crowd there? Well, I know that um, local musicians who, when all of this first started and they were trying to do like, you know, concerts from their living rooms, you know, still trying to get tips and everything, that a lot of them said that it was just so weird and different and not the same as doing a live show because they felt like they were just sitting there in their living room playing to themselves, kind of like what we do on the radio all the time. Right. Which is funny, too, because we do this all the time, and we are perfectly fine with no one responding at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, appreciate no feedback. (laughs) Could you imagine us doing this in front of a bunch of people and people chiming in, how how that would throw you off, and and they're clapping for one thing and you don't know what it's for? I mean, that would be great. It would be bad enough when we'd be doing it in the studio and someone walks by the window and waves at you, completely takes that out of your, uh, your train of thought. But Yeah. Yeah, I think... There's got to be a way to do it where we can start to ease back into concerts. And I'll be really curious to see how the Garth Brooks driving thing goes. But I also would be curious as to how they would do. Again, I feel like you feed off of that energy of yeah. a crowd. And I mm-hmm. think that's what really it, it, it's funny. It's like I feel like they need to find a way to do that, but not necessarily pot us all up <laughs> at any point to where we can put our two cents in. I definitely think they need that because otherwise they would have all already been just recording from home and putting out shows. They love the live shows just as much as we do. Yeah. So are you guys, are, is your house filling up with clutter since you've been home for these last few months? Are you keeping it down? Are you throwing away the things that don't spark your dang joy? <laughs> My house is doing good. I mean, I'm getting some more decorating done, but other than that, nothing, not extra stuff. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, if anything, it's just we've been cleaning out more stuff. It's like finding our new thing now is rediscovering rooms that we don't use as much. So like our deck. Dang, what's up, Scooby Doo? What kind of mansion are you living in over there? <laughs> no, no kidding. No, 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 what I mean is it's like it's like we use our like you have the living room and the kitchen. You're in there all the time. It's like, well, we have our deck. We never really used our deck that much because it was like, oh, it's hot or whatever. So we started painting it and adding plants and like doing stuff. And now it's like, well, now I want to hang out on my deck. So then I'm just thinking like, you know, I have my laundry room. I'm like, well, maybe if I get rid of some of this stuff, I can really use this workbench to take apart and break more things. You know, that kind of stuff. (laughs) It's more that. So it's like eliminating a lot of the clutter that was taking over those spaces. If you are having a, a clutter problem, here are some quick tips from experts. Not that condo lady. Because I'm mad Marie. at her. Yeah. <laughs> Why? 
She makes people throw away stuff that they like and they feel bad about it later. I know it. No matter what they say when they're throwing away all their stuff, later they're laying in bed thinking about one or two of those things. I'm I always you. get rid of something I don't mean to. Exactly. Oh, my God. That happens so much. Like, And I realize now I'm catching myself do it because I'm, I'm conscious of it. But I have something in my hand. I'm going to the trash can and I put everything in both hands in the trash can. And I realize, oh, wait. That was a bill and my cell phone and, you know, my sugar glider and <laughs> oh, you know, no. a gold he, bar, you're, it, you know. They're, but they're not bringing you joy, so you got to get no. rid of them. Sorry, <laughs> gotta get dang, sugar glider. <laughs> dang little grunt and sugar glider. No, but they say, do not treat your home like a storage unit. Yeah. That's the number one thing to do. I understand that. Throw away that. your stuff. Throw away your crap. If you got old curtain rods or all of your old cell phones, throw them away. Right. I'm very bad at hanging on to weird things because I might need it. Yes, of course. Like when you when you're peeling, here's how I do a watermelon. I don't cut through it and then cut the rind off. I I cut the bottom off so it'll stand up. And then I peel the whole watermelon. I take it off layer after layer with a good sharp knife until I end up with what looks like a red giant capsule that's all watermelon. See what I'm saying? So then you cut it any way you want it. Now, during that process, you take the green rind off of the watermelon. Inside there is like the pithy white part of the rind. And it comes off in strips. And I'm like, damn, I should be able to keep that and do something with that. That looks useful. So, okay, that's where you start to fall into the, the hoarder category because that's when you find the bags of food that you've been meaning to do something with. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, know, I, I got to freeze some stuff speaking of that. What, could you, <laughs> what would you use a watermelon that whites the white part for? It, it looked like, and here's how far I went with it, it looked like if you set it out in the sun and dried it that you could later thatch that into a nice little basket. Make clothes out of it. You know what? <laughs> I want you to go for that. I think that this would be great. Yeah. I think you found your new hobby. It's watermelon basket weaving. Um, I think Ooh. that you could really come up with something neat out of that. And if not, it's going to be a lot of flies. But that's fine. I, you know what? I've been thinking about what's going to be next after all of this implodes and goes away. So Here you maybe go. watermelon baskets. Nobody's ever done it before. Please, nobody who's downloading this several hundred times steal that idea yet. You know, you could be like those, you know, all the guys down in Charleston who sell all the, um, they take the palm, the palm fronds and weave them and stuff or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There'll be them and then there'll be, hey, everybody, it's me, it's Sean. Uh, I've made this nice watermelon basket and here's a nice watermelon hat and I made this rose out of a watermelon. <laughs> and everyone will be like, look at him. Bless and you'll have heart. so much red watermelon capsules. Mm-hmm. They also say... Yeah, because I gotta have them. Yeah, they'll just be sitting around you, just like you'll, you'll make your. They're like cones, traffic cones, but they're watermelon capsules. Maybe you could have a free little bite of watermelon when you buy a basket. But here's another thing: oh. um, other than not treating your house like a storage unit, practice the one in one out routine, where when you bring something in your house, you don't have an extra one because you get rid of it. That's tough. That's no. very tough. <laughs> I've only got one lamp in my whole house because every time I buy a new one, I've got to get rid of the old one. See, the problem is you never know when you're going to need it. Like, I currently have three, f- f- okay, four vacuum cleaners. <laughs> what? Well, you never know. I had one and my wife had one and then we got one for our wedding and then we had another one that was good for dog hair. 
You know, and so you just no. never know when you're going to need four vacuum cleaners. No, you don't need four vacuum cleaners. I, you don't. <laughs> you don't need it, but maybe I do. I don't know. Oh, and he I uses got, one to yeah. vacuum the other vacuum cleaners. Yeah. <laughs> got to clean the vacuum cleaners, brah. That's how it works. I actually just fixed one of them. That was one of my latest conquests, man over machines. I fixed the one uh, had a broken on and off switch. Ordered a new part, took it all apart, put it back together. It works. Told my wife, she's like, great, you fixed the one that I hate. Good job. <laughs> Here's another one. Ask yourself if you would buy that again right now. And if the answer is no, get rid of it. Oh, I don't mm. need to buy that again right now. I already have one. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, dang right. But then sometimes, you know, it's a long game. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've actually worn my horse head mask, but you never know for that instance <laughs> when I need it, or my dinosaur costume, or I'm trying to think of another good thing that I've randomly bought online. The chainsaw I just used this past weekend, so <laughs> in your face, I, I, I would buy another one of those in a heartbeat. See, this this decluttering thing is, is geared towards certain kinds of people and definitely not towards other kinds of people. Like one, another suggestion is try the 10% method where if you have a bunch of something, let's say you have 10 of something, you pick your favorite one and get rid of the other nine. So here's the thing. I have moved an awful lot in my lifetime and that's basically been my decluttering because every time I move, I get rid of some stuff, but then I buy some more stuff and what have you. But in the one apartment that I lived in, the very teeny, tiny, fancy apartment in downtown Winston, there was no storage. So that would be a place where this kind of stuff would have to apply because there was just nowhere to put stuff. But if you live in an actual house with closets and things, you're good. Yeah, but it is kind of a storage unit. But see, that blows the whole thing about having collections because a collection is a grouping of two or more of something and if you end up with 10 of them, that's an awesome collection. What if you have 100? <laughs> what if you have several hundred of something cool, right? What, Who's with me? Yeah, what if, for instance, there's like more than one lobby card from the Three Stooges that no one else has? You know, you got to get all of them. Well, yeah, there's a lot. See, and I couldn't, I, there's no way I could get rid of, well, could I? No, I couldn't get rid of 90% of those. <laughs> but those are your collections. Those are different than just stuff, stuff. Yeah, it's not like I have a vacuum cleaner collection. It's not. You like do. I'm, I'm you actually kinda... do. <laughs> you kind of do. You're starting no, one at least. No, I, I have a hoard. That's different. <laughs> more, I think more what they're applying to, Sean, is like, you know how recently you said you got back into your pants that you wore in high school? Yeah. You shouldn't still have any pants that you wore in high school <laughs> that you yeah. haven't been able to wear for the past <laughs> 10 years. But, you know, here that goes against 30. that is that here he is wearing them. Yeah. Yeah, see, that was the whole thing. And I had a special place in my closet. Thank you for saying 10 years, but it was 30. But um, thank you for saying that. <laughs> but I had a special place in my closet that I called goal pants. There were several pairs of khakis and bugle boys, whatever, in there. And there were a couple of cowboy shirts. And they were gold clothes that I was never going to get rid of because I thought maybe one day I'd be able to wear those again mm. and, or be buried in them, whichever came first. <laughs> and so... He's withered away. You just fall his weight when you die. Well, you would it do depends on, Yeah, it depends on who finds me and how long... Well, they... I live alone a lot of the time, you know? <laughs> well... He died doing what he loved, loved, wearing these pants. Collecting crap. Look at all this. 
<laughs> I love right. the idea that they keep you around long enough to get into the right size clothes. <laughs> no, sometimes. Nope, still yet. don't fit. <laughs> Gotta sit there a little bit longer. <laughs> Well, we hope that we've helped in some small way. And by listening to this, you've certainly helped us. Just do it three or four hundred more times yeah. when you when this ends, uh, log out, log back in and start it over again three or four hundred times. We'd super appreciate it. Be sure you subscribe and like it and tell everybody and anything you want to leave on, Charlie. Um, yeah, my, my two goals in life. I have to make new rules because you have to swim and you have to know how to drive a stick shift and now the Stick shift is becoming, what's the word I'm looking for? Obsolete. That's it. Um, so I'm going to have to come up with a new one. I'll work on Ooh. that. We'll be waiting for that. How about you, Maddie? I want to get more into why certain animals, it's okay for them to wear a jacket, but no pants. And then some animals <laughs> can wear pants, but no shirt. Dig deep. Yeah. All right, y'all. Be smart. <laughs> Next time. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law